Hello and welcome to another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on all social media. So we just saw uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, and I have a lot of feelings about it and I'm sure we're going we're gonna to get into it. Um, um, walked in with a lot of hope because of the last one. A lot of optimism. A lot of a lot of optimism. Anything with Taika Waititi is usually going to be something that we're going to be very interested in seeing right away. Yeah, yeah, this is the truth. And so, after seeing it, we have our opinions, um, and we just saw it the other day. Um, so I guess we'll get into something I've noticed. First off, I wanted to bring up was. Um, there wasn't a lot of people in there. No. You know, it's it's funny because we usually see movies on uh, Tuesdays and because it, it's the discount movie nights. So we went there. I went there on Tuesday and uh, I asked, oh, I went early after work. I was like, okay, what do the seats look like for the 7.30? And he's like, jam full. The only thing available was like the front row. I was like, all right, how about 8.15? Same shit, completely filled up. And then I was like, all right, uh, too busy. Let's go to our backup plan, Elvis. And went to the Elvis Theater. Jam-filled. Everything was jam-filled. But then by the end of the week on Sunday, empty. Shit was empty. Yeah, there was only a family in front of us. Yeah, and it was a like family a... family behind us and like a couple at the very top. Yeah, and it was like an 8.15 show. And it was like it was like really late or anything. Yeah. And it's summer, so the kids don't have to worry about school. So they're growing out on Sunday nights anyway, so... I don't know. All of a sudden, the theater went from jam-packed to not that busy all of a sudden. Yeah, it was really it was really weird. And ignoring the fact that we had a talkative child behind us. Oh, yeah, we did have a, we did have a very young child. Very talkative child who and, got louder as the movie got louder. And it kind of sucks because you can't really say anything to the kids or the parents because then you're an asshole. You can say it to grown-ass people. But yeah, which I have before. Yeah, and you can't get but you can't get up and turn around and say... What the fuck did you bring your kid here for? Your kid won't shut up. You can't do that. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. So. Oh, oh well. So I can live. You know, when I can live with a kid, I can't live with the phone checking. It's it's harder to get upset about a kid because a kid doesn't get. It. Yeah. Grown ass people do. Especially when it's a Marvel movie, I tend my leash tends to be a lot longer. I guess. Especially with this one, one like this that's leaning much more onto the comedy side as opposed to like a serious thing. So, yeah. So, so it's fine. Yeah, so I just noticed that there wasn't a whole lot of people, but um, I guess we can get into the plot. So it opens with um, Christian Bale's character Gore, who's in this like desert wasteland, essentially with his daughter, and they seem very desperate. And he takes time out of his day to pray to whatever god on the planet he's on. Um, and, uh, his daughter dies and then he like hears voices. He walks into this oasis and, uh, you know, sees, you know, falls in the water and sees all this grass and his maze and then sees the God that he prayed to, who's obviously a dick. <laughs> and 
you know, there's all these people around him, not worshipping him, but it's like his... His, like, friends. Almost, you want to say it like entourage kind of a thing. Yeah, his entourage. (laughs) And then you see that the god killed the, what do you call it? The necro... The necro... Sword? Well, no, it wasn't like... Well, the the guy who had it. The guy who had it was called something. I I forget. It was like the something in his with his necro sword, and um, you find out after you know that Christian Bale's character Gore has this like moment of like you know I just prayed to you and I just watched everybody that believes in you die and he was telling you this is the way of existence somebody will replace you eventually and you know he says he finally like spites this god and this god takes offense to it and like basically tries to strangle him until the necro sword like chooses him i guess chooses him and <clears throat> kind of like glides into his hand and he kills this god and becomes cursed and i think overall this is one of the cooler Guess you would call it a cold open. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was trying to. Think I thought of. it was one of the better cold opens of the movies. No, I like I, I liked it. It introduced the antagonist of the film, and it was it made him. It did the job where it tried to make him an, a, a sympathetic character. Yeah, and it established its uh, his inspiration for what he's doing. Yeah, his, his motivation. So, like, I like that part. That part, the cold open was cool, and then the part with the guardians and. Thor, that was interesting. Um, I thought the intro with Korg about, like, Thor, you know, being going through, telling him, telling the audience, like, the life, his life story, and then... I do like how he said he lost everybody. He's like, um, oh, his mom, his brother, his brother again, yeah, his, his brother, brother again. again. But then he went, but then they went through the first characters, this guy, and this guy. <laughs> And that guy also. Yeah, all, uh, it was his, uh, <laughs> his, his, basically his, uh, Thor's entourage. Yeah, from the first film and a half, I guess. They weren't really in the second one all that much, but, yeah, because I remember in, in Ragnarok, they killed them off pretty damn quick, and, because, I mean, YT Dudes is like, yeah, no one, no one gives a fuck about the first two movies, we're gonna go this direction now. Yeah. So they killed them off, and then just a little reminder, yep, that guy, you don't even remember his name, that's how important they were. So, uh, Thor helps the Guardians, and then they get to, you know, he helps this planet who they kind of hint, oh, the gods are gone, and these people hijack this uh, shrine or whatever. Like a giant glass temple. Yeah. And there was a lot of instances of, like, Guns N' Roses music playing. Oh, before we go any further, the intro... Like the Marvel logo with the with that kind of gun with that guitar, yeah. the sound to it was probably my favorite, in, uh, intro of all because they kind of mix it up a lot. That's why one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah that I sounded liked, really nice. I liked it too. It was, it was pretty cool. I didn't have any problem with like the first half hour of the movie almost. I just had an issue with like certain aspects of the the story, and so like. Um, so Thor gets fit again. He's no longer Fat Thor or Buddy Thor he got, he got or whatever his, they call him. He got him. his god bond back. And 
Um, he goes off on his own. He goes home to New Asgard. Which is now a tourist destination. Which is now like a tourist destination and where people live, which is kind of funny. And um, so he goes back to Earth. Wait, why does he go back to Earth again? I forget. Honestly, I'm, for, I'm trying to remember like the first part of the movie and why he went back in the first place. I don't remember why he went back, but at the same oh, time... Oh, no, 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 because he saw... He had like a vision or something with Sif. And she said, I think, didn't she say he was going to, uh, Gore was going there. That, that was like his introduction. Right. He, that was his yeah. introduction to the Sif God shows up for some reason. <laughs> Out of, like, no explanation, really. It was, oh, oh, yeah, it was just, they went onto the ship. Oh, look at all the distress calls. Oh, look, I know that person. It was just a plot device just to get him. Yeah. So, uh, they get back, and the, the whole time... That this is going on. They're going. They're cutting back to Jane Foster, who's um, been diagnosed with stage four cancer. Who's going through treatment, and they have this funny little thing, which I found hilarious because they were poking fun at like space movies that have wormholes, because everybody uses the folded paper and the pencil through it. Oh yeah, to yeah, explain yeah. wormholes. And the guy's like, you ruined your own book. Because this guy who's in chemo and was reading, his, reading her book and he doesn't know that she's right next to him. And she, she makes conversation and then ruins her own book. Um, but, and it was kind of funny because he's like, you ruined your own book. And she goes, yeah, but you understand wormholes now. <laughs> so uh, she gets, she has like a, she has somebody talking to her or speaking to her. Or she claims that Mjolnir is talking to her. So she goes back to... She goes to Asgard, New Asgard, where the pieces of Mjolnir is. And basically they start levitating as she's standing there. And that's where it cuts her off and goes back to Thor, who's doing all this stuff. <clears throat> yeah, so and, if everyone's w- wondering how the, she ended up becoming uh, the mighty Thor... Is it just she just kind of walked up to the hammer and it happened? Yeah, that's so, es- that's essentially what what it was. I was just like, oh okay, just get that out of the way real quick. No big major explanation. So, <laughs> so Thor shows up with with um, I think he shows up with Korg and he yeah starts, he shows up with Korg and the fucking goats. Yeah, so he's giving goats for saving these people on this other planet, which are I. <laughs> Almost pissed myself laughing so hard at the damn the, goats. The goats fucking they they scream like they scream the like, whole time. Like in those videos where the goats literally sound like they're humans screaming, <laughs> and that's literally the only sound the goats make the entire time, and they make it constantly. And it's like they, even serious moments are screaming. Yeah, they're in the they're in the ship with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they have the goats in there, and they're just constantly screaming as the characters are trying to go back and forth with the dialogue. And Nebula is like, "I'm gonna put them, I'm gonna put them down. I'm sick of these goats, and they're just screaming nonstop." So. Um, they show up, and Gore's there, and he's got his shadow creatures or whatever, and then you find out he's stealing the kids, and basically, I'll cut through this part really quick, you find out that Gore stole the kids because he wants Thor to bring 
Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker to the Shadow Realm because that's where Gort is the strongest and he wants to steal Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker is the key to opening the gate to eternity where he can have one wish or the person can have one wish which his wish would obviously be kill all the gods. Um, so, man, um, saying this saying this plot out loud sounds weird. It sounds weird but like I... I've been thinking about it. It sounds a little more interesting now that I... Because, like, no, nobody's really taken something from somebody to force them someplace else, which is, like, a old-school comic book plot point. Yeah. Where it's, like, you need to come to my, where my home field advantage type thing. So, like, I understood it a little more. It was just executed weird. Um... So he takes him to the Shadow Realm. They figure out what he's trying to do. He keeps trying to take the axe. He stole the. He steals the axe. Thor goes through that moment of like, I don't know if I have what it means. Oh no, he actually doesn't. He doesn't really have his moment of oh, do I have what I need to stop him? It's more like telling Thane, um, Jane, stop using Mjolnir. It's killing you, because it's like <clears throat> sucking the life out of her. So it was something like. When she doesn't have Mjolnir, she's dying of cancer. <clears throat> she's not healing because when she when she has Mjolnir and she's a mighty Thor, she's fine. She she feels really fine. <clears throat> but then the problem is when she's not, she doesn't heal. From, like the the cancer treatment doesn't help. So while if she doesn't have the hammer, she might be able to heal and survive. Or she holds the hammer, she's a hundred percent. But she's not going to get better. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, Thor leaves her behind and confronts uh, Gore. And Gore is already in the midst of opening the gate. And, um, like, the kids are there. And he basically, like, embodies the kids with Thor's power to help him fight shadow monsters so he can fight gore yeah all of a sudden he had a little army of little thors yeah so he fights i don't don't know how i felt about that um so he 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 fights gore and um jane shows up as like the because thor is losing and um, and he's he's getting his ass whooped. Typical like last minute like heroics. It went cliche um, at the end. It was a little cliche at the end. So Jane Doe shows up. They like get the axe, but the portal opens. Gore walks through. They broke the sword, the Necro sword. And then they, you know, all three of them walk in, or the two of them walk into um, eternity after, uh, excuse my dog, walk into eternity after Gore, who's already at, like, the idol or whatever, making his wish. And at this point, like, the curse is wearing off, and this is where I kind of knew what was coming. Um... Because I was like, oh, we're about to hit the hero monologue where Thor's like, you're better than this. 
you know, what are you, you know, what are you doing, yada, yada, yada. And then by the time he's done talking, you're going to see that the curse is come almost gone. And then you're going to know he's going to make a wish to bring back his daughter, which he does. It's kind of like, I almost wanted like to compare it like how they did Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange, except he made the better decision. Because, like, she could have had something where she was with the kids and decided to go full psycho instead. Yeah, so... Man, I re- looking back, I still really don't like how that how that ended up in Doctor Strange. The way that plot went. Right, yeah, right. So, um... He makes, the, he makes the wish. Daughter shows up. Which I always find kind of strange because the daughter had been dead for a while. It's kind of like, oh, you're alive now. What it's space possible? magic. You can do whatever you want. So, uh, uh, Jane, Jane passes, and then Thor goes through this, um, <clears throat> like, moment of, like, you know, oh, well, they share a moment before she passes, and she turns into, you know, whatever light dust. The same thing that Odin did. Yeah. When he died. And, um, the mom did, I think, too. I don't remember. It's been too long since the I mom last saw did, that. Because she was on that boat. She was in that movie. boat that went off the edge, and then it turned into like the oh, same thing. Oh, you're right. Yeah. The, yeah. T- the timing of it was a little bit off. Yeah. Comparatively, but you know. And then the movie ends with Thor playing daddy to this kid who's. Yeah. Okay, and so they need, to, they need to establish how that works because, like,. When, when Odin died, he was still, he seemed fine. He was still talking. And then all of a sudden, he just turns into space dust. And then when Jane dies, literally dies and then immediately turns into space dust. But then you're, you're reminding me, his mom died and then had enough time to go through the whole ceremony with the boat. And then the boat goes off. And then space dust. I have a theory. Three, three different occasions, three entirely different ways that it ended up. I have a theory that it, it, everyone's different. And it happens different times, or it happens when they're laid to rest, like finally laid to rest. Because in the end credits thing, she's in Valhalla with the with Heimdall, and Heimdall was killed by Thanos, and you don't see him turn into. He dust. did not turn into space dust. No. So I have a feeling that the spaceship exploded, and then Heimdall then, then turned into space dust when we weren't looking but then my coworker brought up a good, good point of oh no there's more loki never did but i also think the same thing for heimdall is the ship could have exploded and they both you know yeah or um, that one theory that always one person always makes where it's like loki didn't actually die like that wasn't loki I think which it happens was, like all the time pretty sure that it was well anyway so um, I think I think um, they're just doing whatever they want and just hoping we don't nitpick because that's nitpicking. Complaining, <laughs> being complaining about the inconsistency of people turning into space dust. Yeah, that's one of those things I can live without an answer. Yeah, that's the kind of, that's the thing where it's just like because if you want to think about d- it, his, just just shut up. Just his shut entourage up and, never just, turned into dust. Like, well, you have to be a don't you have to be a god to do that? No, I think you have to be a war war warrior. Valhalla is for warriors. Heimdall wasn't. Oh yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair. Okay. So, yeah. 
And then you get that uh, end credit scene with Russell Crowe, who played the weirdest form of Zeus I've ever seen, who had like the weirdest well, accent. Uh, I, I can't say anything about the accent, but I think technically one of the more technically accurate depictions of Zeus. Yeah, where he's like a little pungent. Or yeah, pungent. he's. I mean, Zeus is kind of kind of a douchebag. Yeah, and then you were introduced to Hercules. Yeah. So I did not know that Marvel took advantage of all of the lore. Yeah, all of the lore. I yes. thought it, I thought it was mostly just Norse, but it's not apparently now. Oh no, there. everything. Now it's apparently everything. Yeah. Is that in the comic books too? Hercules, yes. Okay. So. Um, yeah, and then that was the only end credits were those two things. Uh, yeah, because th- that was that was the last one. The first one, like the early after credits, was being in Valhalla. Valhalla, yeah. So which would look pretty cool. Yes, I was actually kind of worried. I was like, "Oh my god, is this like another plot point where it's like they're gonna have to get gonna, Jane yeah, out of there?" Or just like a, just like a, <laughs> another branch into this already ridiculous er- places that they're going with Phase Four. It's just like, nah, it's just a nice little stopping point. It's going to be a Dragon Ball Z thing where they have to wish her back type of thing. Remember that? Everybody kept dying. They yeah. always wish her back. Yeah, there's always a way to bring people back. Yeah. Some that comic books have very much done. But um, no, I think this is kind of a point where they can just like, okay, leave the character alone. Just They tied up their loose end that they never did earlier and just chill. Yeah, so I guess we can talk about the overall thoughts in the film. I can uh, well, say... You see, now, the funny thing is we... We kind of skipped over the whole thing in that God City, but oh yeah, that's because not not much really happened there. Nothing it really was a, it was a it was just uh, a big it was a big joke. City, yeah, it's like gods of all. It's like you're in charge of your own people. It was just weird. Yeah, it was it was just a big joke, honestly. Yeah, so that's what a lot of the movie was. To, they went very much with jokes. It was yeah, kind of not like you couldn't take a lot of it seriously. Uh, Except for the goats. I still thought the goats were hilarious every the time. Go- no, the goats in. were hilarious. So, the only thing that worked for me the entire movie was gore. Yeah, I thought I thought gore was great. I thought Christian Bale did... I don't think there is a person that Christian Bale can play that and that he doesn't do well. No, like, think, you no, gotta no, think of his last awesome. four roles were... One of them was Dick Cheney, and then he played... Yeah. A fucking Marvel villain. Like, no, I love Christian Bale. He put he kills he, he kills every role that he's in. Yeah. Um, so, and in terms of one, I mean, in terms of one odd villains, I thought this was fine. Yeah, that is more one of, one of the more interesting villains. I wish they had spent more time like fleshing him out, but like all of the scenes were like cool. Yeah. And even though the plot was kind of like clunky, I felt I thought what I thought was interesting was. When they get in the shadow realm and he's got Thor cornered and he's telling him to call for the axe, like, I was genuinely, like, afraid. Like, I had, like, a, like, uneasy feeling. Yeah. Because, like, Christian Bale is so believable as a bad guy and he keeps on forcing Thor's hand open. He's like, call it. Like, you know, and then he started killing Jane and he's like, call it. And, you know, he just yeah, kept he, on telling him. He's like, like, he had full control of that situation. Yeah, and it was, like, r- actually one of the better villain scenes in all of Marvel, in my opinion. And, again, you also have the the, uh, the really good op- opening to it as well. One of the better motivations for um, yeah for the character. It's much better than fucking, uh, what was the dude from the second one, Malekith? 
Yeah, that one, that one was, there was like really nothing behind that other than and they get really good actors to play these and they keep ruining them. Yeah, like I forget the the name of the actor that played Malekith, but he was like a very good. He's very good at playing bad guys, but he's just there was just nothing. There was just nothing. There was to just that nothing character. for him. Yeah, it's like I just want to make the whole universe dark. Yeah, cool. So, um, but, what? What? Go ahead. In turn, I mean, in terms of the film, I, I mean, kind of mixed feelings on the film. the The takeaway we kind of got out of it when we walked out of the film was, sure, we enjoyed it, but it certainly felt like Phase Four has very much established we are on the downtrend and long past the peak of the Marvel, the the MCU hype and like the height of its success. Cause I mean we were we were talking like what's the best phase uh, four film and we were like Shang Chi I guess oh No Way Home also I forgot it's I thought No Way Home was okay but I think Shang Chi was a, a better movie yeah there's just there was more know. fanfare in Spider Man but there's that a doesn't, lot they, they, that doesn't they did a lot in terms of um, plot and everything that doesn't help you in my opinion like I mean when I think of like the very best. Marvel films, I think of like Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinity War, Ragnarok and stuff. We have not had a film like that yet. Yeah, they're all kind of... And well, the, Shang-Chi, I thought was good. It was fun. And the But the two that I was looking forward to the absolute most were Doctor Strange and Thor. And Doctor Strange was, for me, a letdown. And Thor was... Okay. <laughs> so it was just like... The same boat. Yeah, I'm hoping now we're just hoping for a surprise. Some like if there's a really great, really great Marvel film around the corner, it's gonna be a surprise that it's really good. It's not an expectation. The expectations are are dropping quick. Yeah, so I do, I mean, I guess we can get back get into the the like. Well, we already talked about the plus and minuses. So yeah. like, what was your favorite shot in the movie? Favorite shot? I don't know. I I th- I want to say, I mean, I kind of I don't want to because it's in the trailer. But I guess the introduction of Jane I thought was probably one of the better shots in the movie. Okay, so mine was the shot of, um, it was the shot, and I'm talking pure from filmmaking standpoint, is. In the cold open, where they sh- they had a shot of Gore, and he was slowly turning gray from the curse. Yeah, and he looked exhausted. I thought that was an interesting shot because just how it was framed. Okay, I thought it was good. Favorite scene, though, I would have to say was when Gore was in the cage with the kids, because the kids were like, "Thor's gonna come back, and he's gonna take the uh, he's gonna take the God Butcher's head off or whatever." And then Gore shows up. He's just right there, and he starts talking to him, and he's like. Hey, this is what does he call him? The little snake thing he calls up. It's like Benny or something. Oh stupid. yeah, I forgot what I don't know. What it's like it was. this is Benny. You know what Benny likes? Benny likes his head being taken off, <laughs> and he ends up ripping the thing's head off, and then like tossing it to the kids. The kids are freaking out. He goes, yeah. What's wrong? You thought it was fantastic a minute ago, which I thought was the coolest. Fuck you to the kids <laughs> in all of MCU history. It was, it was you know that was a that was a pretty good scene. You're, you're not wrong because he was like you were looking forward to that a minute ago. Like, yeah, and Christian Bale killed it. They like because he, he plays like a really good psycho. 
Yes. He was a really good psycho. Yeah. No, yeah. And it was just... But I would have to say it was either that or, like I said, when he was telling Thor to call for the axe. Yeah. And, like, Thor was, like, throwing out her insults, like, I'm going to get my hands on you. He goes, that's great. Call the axe. Like, you know... Yeah, some, like some of the the best scenes were of of Gore, Gore probably, the yeah. be, probably the best highlight of the film. Um, to if I had to pick another scene, I guess I have I have to give the goats the introduction of the goats, dude. The the goats were just the comedy that kept the movie together for the first hour. Yeah. So props to the goats. The first scene that when they're in the ship with the guards of the galaxy, just fucking screaming constantly and the characters are just sick of them. When I post, when I post the, uh, video to the Instagram, I should find audio of the goats. Yeah. And attach it to it. It's, it's not even like there's different audios. It was basically the same audio cue just replayed over and over again. And what's funny is they crash on, um, like they're going to the shadow realm and they're, you know, Valkyrie's having this, like serious moment with Korg or lighthearted moment with Korg and Thor and Jane are kind of working through their thing. And then they get to the shadow realm and then crash on that little like moon or whatever. Yeah. And the goats are screaming. <laughs> They're screaming. The, every time the goats are on, on screen, there's at least a scream every time they land or take off somewhere because they're basically, they, I'm in mean, the way they're transporting around through, uh, with Stormbreaker and, uh, Whatever the fucking th- the bio- the Bifrost, uh, the goats are like a chariot. Yeah, they're basically horses. So they're just being they're just pulling the boat around and just screaming. <laughs> they're like some fucking fucked up reindeer. So, uh, okay. So, uh, what was your favorite line from the movie? Oh shit, my favorite line. My favorite line. We'll go with mine. Is mine first? Was, um. I don't remember when he says it, but Gore says something about, like, gods are only around to, like, boss people around and dispose of you when um, when you stop. Basically, like, basically, like, gods aren't who we should be praying to or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, don't, don't, wor- uh, don't, like, don't waste your wor- time with it. Yeah, because they, because they're not, they don't give a fuck about you. I think it was to the kids. I think it was in the same... The same thing. The kids got a, a lot of speeches. They got like three or four speeches. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, the kids they got, got gore. Kids got a lot of screen uh, screen time. They had one from Thor too. After he met uh, met up with Zeus and found out Zeus was a dick, he's just like, "Don't meet your heroes." <laughs> and all and all the kids are just like, "But you're our hero." <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if I have a favorite line. I kind of I kind of gapped on that. Well, I mean, it's uh, not like pass. Pass? Pass. Pass. I wasn't prepared. Okay. Um, oh, MVP? We both, we already talked Christian about Christian Bale, yeah. Christian Bale? I was gonna say the goats. Oh, well, so oh. <laughs> I gave the goat I gave the goats a spotlight for the for the for my favorite scene. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. so if that's the case, I would yeah, you I know what? It. You brought up a good point, and after talking about it, I think it was a little too eager to say the goats. I honestly think because of the performance, and the performance saved the movie. Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale was was the MVP. If you didn't have Christian Bale, Christian Bale, Christian Bale playing Gore, I doubt I'm interested in the movie as as much. Yeah, if you had another one off, lame one off villain, then people would start. 
throwing this and probably towards the bottom. Because uh, if it didn't have that, then it probably would have been kind of shit. Yeah. So now we come to the score. Uh, out of 50. Out of 50. On brand. On brand. Um, I'm going to go with I have my, my head. 36. Okay, I said 30. Okay. Which I think is fine. I should write these down. I don't know why I never do that. Um... The only reason why I say 30 is because um, I, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't as fun as Ragnarok, which I didn't. What stinks is you're basically playing against or you're you're yeah, you're playing against expectations. So Thor Ragnarok was so good. Everybody's thinking, oh, I want Thor Ragnarok, too. Yeah. And you can't. You can't, you it, can't it's, hit it's, the nail on the head twice in terms of a movie like that. No, because you're you're not you're not uh, you're missing out on characters like Loki and and Hulk and like the the chemistry between the actors there was phenomenal. And then you have um, that it was also the introduction of Korg and Valkyrie, like the into they introduced new characters who kind of stole the show. In Ragnarok, because everyone who doesn't love Korg, everybody loves Korg. Yeah, and but I mean, in this one, you didn't really get anyone new who's like uh, going longer. I don't know how, where I'm going with this. There was there just, was just a lot going on. There wasn't really anything outside of Christian Bale that really stood out. It's just like yeah, it, like that's the thing everyone's going to talk about with the movie. Yeah, everyone's like, I remember <laughs> fucking Korg, dude. Korg was in this plenty. We got our we got our good amount of Korg and Dwayne right at the end. <laughs> um Yeah, like I said, the gore is kinda saved it for me and I'm not disappointed in the movie because visually it was awesome and the fights were great. Like the fight with Thor and Gore, both of them, or all three of them, were great. Yeah. I enjoyed the three of them on New Asgard, the Shadow Realm, and the Doors to Eternity, all were great fight scenes. Oh, that first scene on New... Oh, not the first scene, but the, when they first fought Gore in New Asgard, that scene was too fucking dark. Yeah, it was a little dark. It was, huh? it was really dark. There are just little things on the film that just didn't quite hit it for me. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's like a, a failure. It was no. It was in, a in, It was a fun movie, but it wasn't as fun as. I mean, we know what a. Fa- I mean, we we, we, didn't, we didn't even see Morbius, but that's what happens when a movie fails. Yeah, this was this was definitely not. If we that. saw it, there's a good chance we're gonna. Maybe we're, we should watch Morbius just to shit on it, or maybe it's maybe it's actually not that bad, and people are just all. No, all we should, the but we are behind, and I still gotta watch. We gotta watch Jurassic Park. Too. Jurassic Park, Social Network, and Meet the Feebles. Well, oh yeah, yeah, and Predator and Nice Guys. Christ, Meet the Feebles. Um, I'm gonna watch that hopefully soon. Going in, I mean, I have zero, I have very low expectations for Jurassic Park. It's kind of I'm kind of bummed that we missed it in theaters because that's like the appeal of those movies is watching them in theaters with the dinosaurs. We can it's still out? Is it still out? It's still out. Is it really? It's still out. Maybe we can do it on Sunday. We. Very well. We can look into that because I mean, like with Jurassic World, we saw that in IMAX. Awesome experience. Oh yeah, I love the better ones that we saw at IMAX. Yeah, it was one of the better IMAX experiences. But then the more I go back and watch Jurassic World, I'm like, man, this movie is actually pretty damn mediocre. 
It was just really good to watch in IMAX. Yeah. That's how I feel about um, Godzilla. Like, it's a great, it's a good yeah. movie. I loved it. And I love watching it here. But it's like... One of those movies that IMAX was just made really, it so much... Yeah, it really enhanced the experience. Yeah. So, yeah, that does it for... Do we have any other closing comments or... What's the next Marvel film? Fuck if I know. Okay. It's, I know the shows, like, the, the... I don't know. I know the... I don't know. What is the next one? I don't know. We'd have to look it up. Yeah, we'd have to look it up. Not I know it. Guardians is being made, but I don't know how far out it is. Um... MCU... F- oh, Christ. Um, phase 4. Wait, um... I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Oh, that's TV. Never mind. Um, Black Panther? Yes. It says... It says it was... I mean, this picture I have says it's supposed to come out July 8th, 2022. Obviously, that did not happen. Yeah, it was pushed... It was pushed back numerous times. Yeah, because I see Black Panther, uh, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh, and Blade. But again, I don't know how much. That's probably in, very old, so who knows. Yeah, who knows. We may be, I mean, we may be a, a ways out. That's our review for Thor, God of Blunder. Lord of Thunder? Go with the first one. Yeah. And that about does it for another episode of the Team Alternative Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode, and if you liked it, don't forget to hit the subscribe or the like button. If you've already done so, be sure to check out our other content on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. We haven't really done anything on the TikTok and Twitter. Thanks as always and stay tuned.